time for Branding Business, the only show that brings branding experts and corporate executives together to explore how branding your business can improve both your top-line growth and bottom-line performance. Brought to you by Rikus Baird. And now, here's your host. Welcome to Branding Business with Rikus Baird. I'm Ryan Rikus, and today's show topic is focused on entrepreneurship, specifically how early-stage businesses should think about their brand and also their vision. Today's guest is Mark Moses. Mark coaches entrepreneurs to think big and realize significant growth in their business. Mark is also a keynote speaker at prominent conferences around the world and coaches 26 CEOs in North America. For some background, Mark has started and sold two successful businesses, and along the way he was named Entrepreneur of the Year by Ernst & Young, and he also achieved number 10 on the Inc. 500 fastest growing company list. In his most recent business, sold the company he built at over a billion dollars in sales. In addition to being successful in business, Mark is also a very driven athlete who in 1992 became the U.S. national squash champion and most recently has completed nine Ironman competitions, including three of the world-famous Hawaii Ironman World Championships. Mark, welcome to Brand New Business. Thanks, Ryan. Happy to be here. So, uh, Mark, you've um, been very successful as an entrepreneur and uh, now primarily are focused on coaching. So it's always helpful to have uh, the real expert not only give you advice, but use examples from within their own uh, business career. So maybe you can give us a little background of um, your life as an entrepreneur. Well, it started when I was 19. My dad went bankrupt in my last year of high school, and my lifeguarding job was just not enough money to pay for college. So I bought this uh, little van. I painted it, and my first business was called Student Painters. Hired some students to uh, paint homes with me back in Canada, and um, grew that business. In the first summer, made eighteen thousand dollars, and the second summer, made thirty-five thousand dollars. I was originally going to school to be an accountant, and thought, I think I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Way more fun, and I could always hire an accountant. That was my first first attempt. Um, I then uh, packed up my U-Haul and uh, moved down to Southern Cal from Canada. Uh, started the student painter business um, in Southern Cal. Grew it to 250 branches and 3,000 employees over a four-year period, and then sold the company. After chilling out for a little while, I decided um, to set up a new company. It was a mortgage company, and um, I felt qualified to own a mortgage company because I had a mortgage. So that's how I got started in that business with another guy. And um, over a 13-year period, we built it to uh, $1.6 billion in annual volume, 65 offices around the U.S. and 550 people. Not without a few bumps along the way, but it was, uh, um, it was a tremendous uh, learning experience. How did you decide to become a, a coach for CEOs? Well, it happened by accident, Ryan. I was um, doing some speaking engagements. And when the engagements were over, people would ask me if I'd be willing to uh, sit down with them and help them with their business. And um, I did that a few times. And then they asked me if I'd be willing to help them again. So created a little business out of it. And today I coach 26 uh, 
entrepreneurs and CEOs from around North America. Mark, I, uh, I looked at your website before this interview, markmoses.net, and found that you have a pretty tremendous track record, uh, especially with clients that have been with you for two years or longer. In fact, uh, it stated that you've achieved an average growth of 182% for your clients and, and even more impressive, 967% profitable growth. Now, those are pretty amazing numbers. How, how do you coach these executives to look into the future to ensure success like this? Ryan, that is a good question. Typically when somebody calls me in to help them out is when they have problems and usually they don't really know where it is they're going. It's like if you're going on vacation and you didn't know when you were going to go, you didn't know how you were going to get there, whether you're going to swim, take a plane, take a car, take an airplane. Most of these businesses don't really know where they're going. So I like thinking about it. One of my first questions is asking them, where is it that you want to be three years from now? They typically don't know the answer to that, which part of uh, the process I go through and the methodology that I use is helping them figure out where it is that they want to be three years from now. And then what is it, what are the three, four things that it will take to guarantee that you get that done? Then what's going to stand in the way of making that happen? And how can you overcome what's standing in the way? So by asking what's going to stand in the way, it's really all the, all the reasons, like maybe I need cash, maybe I need the right people, maybe I need the right uh, technology infrastructure, uh, maybe it's just a bunch of excuses. A lot of times I hear from CEOs that, well, it's me. And, and then the next question, how can I overcome what's standing in the way? Rather than deal with all these excuses at the end of a year, I'd rather talk about them up front. Let's figure out right now what's going to get in our way, and let's talk about right now, knowing that we know what's going to get in our way, how can we overcome that? Once I know where they want to be three years from now, really their vision, let's reel it back to where do we want to be one year from now? Same questions. What are the two, three, or four things that are going to take to guarantee we get it done? Now, I said guarantee, not hope. And then what's going to stand in the way of making that happen, and how can we overcome what's standing in the way? After that, I like reeling it in even closer. All right, then, where do we want to be at the end of next quarter? And the same questions one more time. It's just really figuring out where it is that you want to go, building the plan backwards, um, building the plan with the end in mind. No different than Michael Phelps going to the Olympics with his vision was to come back with eight gold medals. He didn't just show up there at the Olympics said, saying, hey, I'm Michael Phelps. I just ate my 10,000 calories and smoke some dope for lunch today and now I'm ready to go. He built his plan with the end in mind. I love it. A three-year plan makes a lot more sense than a ten-year plan as well. It's much more realistic and you're able to get your head around it. So uh, I think we share a, a somewhat of a similar vision in the sense of uh, what you offer your clients and what we offer our clients as well in the sense that companies hire us when they, uh, they also have a challenge. They are seeking to define their brand for a number of different business reasons. And so the brand also is not a short-term solution, but rather the brand has to stand the test of time and, and really continue its relevance with its core audience. And so during that process of, of working with an organization, I naturally like to ask the CEO 
to describe their corporate vision. But I tell you what, I'm very disappointed by the answers I get because rarely do I get a very clear answer. Usually it's a, uh, a one to three year sales goal maybe. Uh, at least that's helpful to put them in the right direction, but uh, it doesn't start to answer the questions you just outlined. And uh, most of the time, I just get an answer saying, well, you know, we've been thinking about this in our recent strategic planning. We, we really haven't come up with it, but we're kind of thinking about this, and, and it just goes on and on. But so I have a question for you. Why do you think it's so hard for CEOs to define and communicate their vision? you think it's that they're unwilling to commit or just they're undisciplined in their planning? Ryan, you are absolutely right. I speak to CEO groups all of the time. I speak to other groups where it's the senior management leaders, and I and one of my questions is, if I were to come into your company this afternoon and ask the first person that I see, what is the vision of this company, what would they tell me? And then if I went to the next one, would they tell me the same thing, or would I hear something different? And if I were to ask you right now, Mr. or Mrs. CEO, what would you tell me what it is? The answers that I get are terrible. First of all, the employees won't know what it is. So they do a terrible job communicating that vision. The CEO does. Secondly, what I typically get is I get an answer that's more like we're going to do great customer service or we're going to, uh, we want to be a premier market leader, whatever that means. It's just a bunch of wishy-washy stuff, and all I want them to do, as you do, Ryan, because I, I know what you stand for, is I want them to put a stake in the ground. Where is it that you're going? Like Subway, when they announced they were going to have 5,000 stores. Well, that was pretty clear. It was clearly understood. In our business, we announced we were going to do a billion dollars. Well, that's pretty clear and measurable. That's what I'm typically looking for. And I'm okay with a short-term vision. It, it, Ten years these days, with all the changes in the world and the economy and as fast as the world is moving these days, um, I'm real good with a three-year vision. Well, as we were talking earlier, it seems that we're, we're uh, sharing similar stories. We have the same challenges with our clients. So early on, we try to give them guidance on what, a, what is a vision and what is a mission because sometimes they do get those mixed up. So we, we like to say a vision is a, a destination. It's clarifying what we aim to achieve. And the mission is how are we going to achieve that vision. So we find an easy way for people to remember that is just simply put the letters A-R-Y at the end of those two. So visionary is someone who sees in the future. Uh, missionary is someone typically who is uh, destined to help someone else achieve that vision. So. Well, Ryan, I wanted to answer the other part of your question. You said, why don't they do it? Okay. Um, it's a great question. I don't understand why it is that they don't do it, and I don't understand why it is that they, those that actually have it in their mind don't write it down and, better yet, communicate it to their companies. The best. I, I The guys I coach... These guys are some of the best. They are very clear about their vision. They are very clear about how they're going to get there. And they build a plan that they can execute with relentless focus and, dif and discipline. Those are the ones, those are the top performers that I see that produce amazing results. They're very clear and they know how 
how they're going to get there, and they communicate it so everyone in their organization knows, so they can build alignment within the organization so that everybody buys into that vision. Well, it makes complete sense to me, and maybe they just didn't understand how it all fits together. So, um, well, well, maybe you can kind of take that step to, or, or take that concept to the next uh, level. So, uh, as a business coach, how do you advise these executives to think big, and then what are the, what's the process, or how do you how do you get them to focus on the things that will really help them grow their business to significance? Well, a lot of CEOs, I, I, I like asking them another question. When you come in the morning, come into the office in the morning, what's the first thing you do? And this is what I hear all the time. Well, I go to the coffee room, I freshen up my coffee, I say hello to a few people, I walk around the building and see how everything's going. Then I go back to my office, I turn my computer on, and I start checking email. Well, how long do you check email for? Well, as long as it takes. Is that 20 minutes, two hours, all day? For some of them, it's 20, 30 minutes. For most of them, it's at least two hours. And for many, it's just all day as it comes in. And now they're distracted by all this other stuff that isn't on the two or three most important things that they need to get on, get done this year, uh, much less this quarter, this month, this week, or even today. So they get, they get distracted. I, I think that um, once the CEOs can define their vision and communicate it, that they really ought to spend their time focused on five things. And, and my uh, business coach for many, many years, Richard Carr, had me focus on five things. One of them was, and we've talked about it already today, is, Mark, you need to know where you're going, your vision, and communicate that throughout the organization. Secondly, as a CEO, you're the ultimate responsibility for cash. Sure, many organizations have financial people, controllers, and CFOs, but at the end of the day, if um, push comes to shove and the company runs out of cash or loses their bank line, it's a CEO's issue. Thirdly, putting the right people in the right jobs. Too many organizations grow and the CEO fails to put the right people in the right job to take the businesses where they are going, not where they've been. Fourthly, to focus on the key relationships of the company inside the company and externally outside the company, such that if these relationships were to go away, the company would be in big trouble. For example, top customers, top vendors, suppliers, manufacturers, banks, government regulators, the key most important people, um, relationships to the organizations. And finally, fifth, a process to continue to learn, whether it's through their, uh, their advisory board, through their business coach, through going to conferences, reading uh, industry periodicals, um, or visiting competitors of theirs that might be in different parts of the country um, and participate in little groups where they can learn from each other. Perfect. I think uh, if most companies follow these five steps, they would spend their day quite differently, wouldn't they? Well, it, it would get them off the email yeah. or off of Facebook or spending a whole bunch of time I'd like to see them spending time on the top two things that they need to get done all, all year rather than spending time on all the distractions that come every day. I know my outside board of directors said to me, 
back in, uh, I think it was 2004. Mark, there's only one thing you need to get done uh, this year. I said, hey, gang, I'm pretty handy with a list. I can handle more than one. And they said, you know what? There's only one thing that will have tremendous impact on the financial performance of the company. Go to Wall Street and find 25 basis points. 90 days later, I came back and I had 75 basis points. It was millions of dollars of impact on the profitability of the company by focusing on just that one simple thing. I just want the organizations and the CEOs or the leadership of the company to figure out what the two or three things are that will drive the company forward and focus on those. Well, Mark, uh, we couldn't agree with more with you on the concept of focus. And in reality, that's what branding's all about, is uh, standing for something. Too often we find companies who are trying to please too many audiences and therefore don't stand for anything for a particular target audience. And uh, so out of your five things, I guess I would relate branding similar to the way you approach vision, in the sense that a clear vision can help you define the destination, a clear brand clearly defines your promise of distinction, what you stand for, how you're uniquely relevant to uh, then your competition and specific to your target audience. Well, so when it comes to branding, to... Ryan, I like to think about what is your special sauce as an organization or your distinct competitive advantage? Right. And when you ask, I, I, and I ask all the time, so tell me, Ryan, what is your distinct competitive advantage? What's your special sauce? What I typically hear is great customer service. Mm-hmm. Going, lovely. Isn't that what everybody says? Usually, yes. We have great people. Oh, lovely. Everybody says they have great. We have great process. Fantastic. I'm looking for that distinct, compelling value proposition. What is it? What is your special sauce? Yeah, and I guess the benefit of having an outside party like a coach like yourself, I guess, or us as well, is helping an organization get down to that unique thing that they can offer but we're unwilling to either see or commit to. So let me um, let me kind of take that thought to the next level and specific to more of an, how an entrepreneur might think about a brand. And, and the reality is that I believe most CEOs start thinking about their brand when they start thinking about marketing. But I could also argue that most early stage companies really need to think about their brand earlier in that if, if they have gone through the process to really come up with a clear and concise brand, they can actually, it can guide them in their decision making. It can help them find the right people, like you said, get the right people on the bus, raise the capital, define the core audience, and, and really ensure that the organization is focused on those priorities. But once again, often, CEOs or of our startups or entrepreneurs don't think about the brand until they're trying to sell something or market something. How, is your view similar or different? Ryan, I totally agree with you. And, and I know you've done some work for a number of friends of mine here in town. You've done some work for some big organizations, hospitals, car companies, airlines, and you've done a really great job at doing that and helping them establish their brand and I agree with you I think firms early on to start they really need to understand what it is that they stand for so they can do a better job communicating that inside 
attracting the right people that are passionate about what it is that you stand for so they can take their business and grow it from the brand that they do stand for. Well, couldn't agree more. Um, most often we get hired to help an organization evolve, evolve its value proposition to its core target audience, so ultimately they can sell more. But throughout the process, they learn to realize that benefit of clear, clearly defined their brand is internal adoption alignment. We also come to realize the importance of internal culture when asking an organization to evolve. And we've also found that through the survey work and, and uh, research that we've done, the top two things employees are looking for from the executives are a clear understanding of the company's future direction and then also regular communication from the executives. You cannot over-communicate enough. Uh, so what have you found uh, in the area of the importance of getting the entire company aligned and motivated internally? Hey, Ryan, uh, it's, it's interesting you bring up the topic of communication. When, when I go and do strategy sessions, uh, for companies with their management team, and oh, just maybe a couple hours into the process, I'll say, everybody stop for a moment. What I'm sensing is a bit of a communication issue amongst you guys. I'd like to do a blind test. Everybody take out a sheet of paper. Don't tell me what it is. I'd like you to write on a scale, from a scale of 1 to 10 how you think we do as a company communicating with everybody within the organization. The highest score I have ever seen is a 5.9 out of 10 given by the management team. And usually, the highest score comes from the CEO who rates it a 9 or a 9.5. And, and they're the ones that are doing the poorest job communicating to the organization where it is that we're going or what it is that we stand for. Yeah, we've, we've seen similar results. And uh, it just takes an ongoing process and commitment to do it. And, and uh, it's so simple, and it can have such um, huge rewards. We used, well, to, uh, we used to do our, our communication system was we would do an annual state of the company. We would do quarterly management retreats where we would go off-site off -site and spend a day or two talking about what it's going to take to ensure that we hit our annual plan. We would get the entire company together monthly to talk about our results, how we did um, compared to plan, where it is that we're going, and recognizing the people that made a difference. We had weekly management or leadership team meetings and daily huddles within departments. That was our communication system that we followed all year long. People say, that just sounds way over the top. I'll give you an example with Google. Google, every Friday at 4 o'clock, had their TGIF. Employees, tens of thousands of employees all over the world, people would video conference in, and the founders would run the meeting. Every Friday, 4 o'clock. Company can do it? Well, our little company sure can do that, too. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Well, Mark, hey, we're about out of time, but I wanted to close with one question. Uh, you've accomplished some pretty amazing things as an athlete, uh, these nine Ironman and the, the three world championships. Are, do you have a similar approach towards training to uh, make these accomplishments as you do in your business life, or, or are they different? Oh, Ryan, you know I'm very anal retentive. Yes, absolutely. I, I just published um, my 
monthly newsletter on January 18th. It's up on my website, www.markmoses.net, which is the Ironman Lessons for Business Success, where I share eight lessons that I learned from my last Ironman that enabled me to achieve something that many thought was not possible. Had an unbelievable performance and actually won my division in that Ironman by following these eight things or these eight lessons that I learned. So if your listeners get a chance to pop out to my website and look, and look at the Ironman lessons for business success, there are eight lessons that I learned there. Well, it seems to have worked. So congratulations on winning recently. That's fantastic. All right, Mark, my last question. Um, who in the organization is responsible for the brand? Is it the CEO or the marketing team or the executive team? Ryan, easy question. CEO, absolutely. they got to own it. All right. Well, I agree completely. I always like to ask that question, and I've uh, so far got a pretty consistent response. It, it's the same with culture, right? Who owns the Who owns culture? Many people say right. HR owns the culture. Well, just right. go down to HR and get some of that down there. No, it's the CEO that owns that, too. Absolutely. Completely agree. Well, Mark, thanks for being a guest on Brand New Business. Here's a few takeaways that I picked up today. Focus on your three-year plan and work backwards. Uh, develop the plan, then break it down into the top two or three things you can, that will guarantee success. Break it down to a year, break it down to a quarter, monthly, weekly, daily. Fastest way to get there. And then um, I think also your, your five things around vision that, that the CEO needs to focus on. Vision, that special sauce, the cash management, the right people on the bus, relationships, and, and also continual learning. Mark, you've been fantastic. Thank you so much. If um, people would like to get a hold of you, should they just go to uh, markmoses.net? Absolutely. That's the easiest way to get me. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, that Brian. Concludes... Nice to talk with you today. Take care. Well, that concludes the show for today. This is Ryan Rikus, and you've been listening to another edition of Branding Business with Rikus Baird. If you'd like to listen to past shows or read our blog series, visit brandingbusiness.com. You've been listening to Branding Business, the only show that brings branding experts and corporate executives together to explore how branding your business can improve both your top-line growth and bottom-line performance. To hear more, simply visit our website, brandingbusiness.com or tune in next week to learn how you too can build your brand and move your business forward. Brought to you by Rikus Baird.